What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of that Lunchroom Cypher podcast. My name is Dr. Ian Levy, and I'm your host for the show. We are back today, as usual, to talk about everything at the intersections of hip-hop and youth development, with a focus on school counseling, of course. Specifically today, we're joined by a friend of mine who is an English educator by trade, and now a, a preparer of teachers in English education. His name is Dr. Michael Dando. And uh, Mike and I have known each other for a bit. We get into that on the pod in a second, but he does really fabulous work integrating hip-hop and comic book making. And I'm just very, very excited to highlight that today. So without getting into it anymore, let me just have him introduce himself. My name is Mike Dando. I am an assistant professor of English and the director of the Communication Arts and Literature Program at St. Cloud State University in St. Cloud, Minnesota, part of the Minnesota State College system. Um, And basically that means I work with middle and high school teachers in training. Um, I'm an education researcher that um, I look specifically at the intersections of youth culture, particularly hip hop, comics, and critical literacy development, multimodalities, and democratic engagement. So I'm, uh, I basically what I tell people is I'm a professional nerd, and um, yeah, and and that's kind of what I do. Um, I've been I've been fortunate enough to kind of link all of my all of my loves together, which is you know pop culture, hip hop, uh, education, and. Uh, and comics too, and graphic, like graphic, the graphic elements. Um, I'm really, uh, I really am, have always been drawn to. Um, and it's one of the things I love about hip hop culture is particularly like graffiti and um, the visual elements in addition to some of the more um, publicly, publicly like understood elements like rap or, or beat making. Yeah. So that's that, yeah, that's, that's what I spend most of my time doing. And and one of the things that's always sort of inspired me about your work, Dando, is I like your appreciation for multiple elements, but also just like the energy that you bring to the space. Like <laughs> you're always super excited about the work. And like I, I appreciate I've, that. I always share I always when I have a when I have a small like memory of something I will always share it and you've heard me share this before but I'll do it on the pod real fast. I had a presentation at AERA on my work um for like one of the first times and for folks that don't know AERA is the American Education Research Association it's a big conference a lot of educators go to across disciplines and um I presented on some of my hip hop work for kind of like the first time Probably back in like I don't know 2012, 2013, something like that. It was a, a while it was ago. A, it was a really minute like ago. Ten but years ago. Yeah, yeah. But I had a presentation at like 8 a.m. because when you do hip hop stuff, though they've come a long way. Props to like Bettina and Lauren Kelly and Darren and like pre, a bunch of people that have pre sick man. It was pre hip hop. Helped AERA appreciate hip hop, but that's for another day. At that time, definitely it was not happening, and so I showed up. And I had an 8 a.m. presentation, and nobody's coming to an 8 a.m. presentation other than Mike Dando. Oh, contrary. And so it was like Mike Dando <laughs> alone with me no. in this like big hall. <laughs> I, like it was like you and like two other people. And yeah, it wasn't you, just me. It was like it a was not other, just you, but but people. really there were like under five people there. And you you 
you like just sat right there and gave me mad energy the whole time. And I just remember being like so into it. And that's how we first got to know each other. And so I just, I appreciate you and you're, you're about the work whenever it is, even if it's 8am and you know, and nobody's there and that's how, you know, people are about it. And so I guess I just wanted to ask, well, if I wanted to ask you kind of to, to just tell us before we get into your work, like, because I know that you're so passionate and so excited about hip hop. Like, how'd you get into the, how'd you get into this work? Like, mm. where does your sort of like passion and love for hip hop and hip hop culture come from? Oh, man. Okay. So I'll go quick. I'll, as quick okay. as I can. If you know me, that yeah. is not quick. But, um, so a couple of things is I coming up, I'm young, like middle school and high school. I always loved learning. Mm-hmm. I loathed school, like schooling. Yeah. And I've always like, there's always been the, for me, the distinction between like knowing stuff and being told I have to like learn stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I was learning stuff through, and you talked about hip hop through hip hop and through comics. I was hearing stories. I was, you know, I was learning, I was figuring out the, my, my life. And like, I was always told to be quieter. Mm. That didn't work. I was always told, like, calm down, just calm, bring it down a little bit, calm down a little bit, fit into the right. You're too, <laughs> you're, you're a lot, and I am a lot, um, which is, but that's okay. It was seen as a deficit because I, um, you know, what wasn't uh, very compliant. And I was always drawn to some of, I was always drawn to creativity. I was always drawn to questions. I was always drawn to energy. I was always drawn to basically, now I have the language for it. I was always drawn to the things that hip hop culture embodies. Um, I came up in um, Norfolk, uh, Virginia, Virginia Beach, Virginia in, in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, the, <laughs> that's the home of the, uh, I went to the same high school as Pharrell Williams. Um, okay. And so I had always been, he was actually, we were in the, in the same marching band. I'm going to call, I'm going to wow. call it out right now. So it's like, wow. um, and so hip hop was all, was like a part of the lived experience at every juncture of my kind of coming up. Um, but I'll tell a real quick story in, in, in teaching, um, and this will tell you just about how old I am. So those of you get your pens and pencils, crayons ready. But um, I'm I was already like, when was Pharrell in high school? Anyways, yeah, go yeah, on. No, people are just going to start like <laughs> pinboarding, doing that like corkboard, oh, put the pins up in the yarn or whatever. But um, so I was, te- I was teaching in the St. Louis area. And uh, it was around the time that, uh, that Stankonia came out. And Miss Jackson mm-hmm. particularly had just dropped. Mm-hmm. And I had the I had high school students and they you know they were in my room and, and we would chop it up pretty regularly and um they were telling me about how uh they were learning the periodic table and they were telling me about how they couldn't memorize like they were like I can't remember I can't remember where, where those I can't remember where all that stuff is I can't remember where blah, blah, blah. and I was like whoa 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 stop stop what are you talking about and they're like it's just I can't get it it's, and I and I and I went to my CD player. Mm-hmm. which was a CD, like a small <laughs> record. Um, and um, for those that don't know, yeah, for those that don't know, ask your, ask your, not a DVD or Blu-ray, man. It's yeah, sort exactly. Of similar. exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, so I put the CD in and um, put on Miss Jackson 
and they did and 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 my kids across across the board like knew it right mm. they had into that like mm-hmm. they did the like and for those of you that know like that's a, a pretty lyrically that, that's a pretty lyrically dense track because three you know andre 3000 yeah three stacks is just just incredible otherworldly and yeah. and and big boy as well so they were doing the whole thing and afterwards i was like so okay i just want i just want to stop here you can do that but you can tell me what you don't know where boxes are yeah and they said well yeah. no but outcast matters and me being the smart aleck that i am i was like yeah the periodic table is matter that <laughs> but they were like no 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 Dan, no that's not it that's not it we care about we care about yeah this and i was like yeah we you know and and, and again this was early in my career and i was thinking about just the de- now i have these this language for it. like man the, the, these 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 kids it wasn't that that they couldn't is they didn't care they had no reason to engage in science they had no reason to engage they had been given no reason to engage in ways that were considered that, that were legitimated right that were legitimate yeah. knowledge um and so i knew what i didn't want to do is use hip-hop because i'd seen that i didn't mm-hmm. want to use hip-hop as a learning tool yeah. right and by that, I mean, it's just like, oh, if you kids like hip hop, you're going to love Shakespeare because Tupac right. uses similes. You know who else uses similes? The OG MC, William Shakespeare, as I call him, Billy yeah. S. Like, yeah. no, 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 yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. What is hip hop already teaching? What is hip hop? Yeah. What's the knowledge of yeah. self that exists yeah. within the, the community? And then how do we how do we then tap into that as a resource rather than trying to leverage it towards um, rote rote memorizations or or quote unquote real knowledge. Right. Um, And so that's kind of where it took off. Um, I had loved hip hop for forever um, and knew what it could do. And I saw that there was a disconnect between the lived experiences of our, of the students, um, a deficit positioning, of their capacities to engage in knowledge creation. And um, I thought that was messed up. So <laughs> it's I don't know, it is like there's up. a better yeah, way it. to say it, but I was like, that's not right. Like, that's edu- just what it is. Yeah. well, and I'll get a little bit more into it, but like education in my mind, especially, especially the literacy. And I, I do English, right. I'm, I'm, I'm an English or actually I'm a language arts professor. I'm not, an, I'm in the English department, my language arts professor. Um, and literacy is a human right. So people like ask, like, what do you do? It's like, I'm a human rights worker. And they're like, oh, really? And I was like, mm-hmm. what, what do you do? And it's like, oh, I'm a teacher. And that kind of resets the frame in my mind and in, in, in a lot of those conversations because it's a human right. It's a civil right, literacy. So it is. if we're not connecting those things, then we are, that's a human rights violation as far as I'm concerned. Like, I don't want to be too heavy in the morning, um, but, but, it is what, but it is what it is. Um, yep. And so how do we critically engage um, students? That's why I get into teacher, teacher education. How do we critically engage pedagogies? How do we rethink, um, how do we rethink not only what's in our classroom, but why? And, and how do we work? How do we collaborate with our students? How do we, co- you know, yes. how, how do we co-generate with our students rather than engage and, and sort of re-inscribe these like input output paradigms 
right? That's it. So that's it's the yeah, valuing that's, of sorry, what's I'm, within. Sorry, I'm kind of I'm, yeah. I'm in it now. Nah, nah, but but you're not. It's it's so on point, man. It's it's the valuing of what's internal, right? It's the valuing of hip hop as a way of right. knowing and being as aesthetic, right. um, as as a tool to navigate, make sense of, and create knowledge, that's right. right? I mean that that's that's what it is. And when we look at hip hop as just this like entertaining thing that's right. a sliver of what it is that we can use to sort of allow youth to master things that are valued in like western discourse right. only right, right. Um, then like well that's what it is yeah, and, that's, and and we erase and that's one of the things is, is that that's also important is um and i'm sure we'll talk about this more is one of the things that has always drawn me to well, i'm a language arts teacher but the thing uh that has drawn me to both comics and hip hop. And one of the reasons that I yes. argue that they are such, um, they, 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 they are so intertwined is, is, is twofold. One is that it's about story. Like it's mm -hmm. about narrative. It's about the stories yes. that tell, we're talking about, probably talk about J period in the, uh, in a minute. And like the album is called a story to tell. Right. What does an MC, yep. what does an MC do? They have something to say. And the same thing with these these graphic novels and, and, and comics is there's a story there. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing is that it's speculative. What I mean by speculative, asking what if the thing, mm -hmm. it, the thing that hip hop does so brilliantly and the thing that comics do brilliantly as well. This is where the Venn diagram overlaps. overlaps is like, what if like think about what an MC does? Well, what if I like 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 rock him? Well, what if I tried to figure out where the syllables, where where extra emphasis and syllables go, not at the end, but in the middle, mm -hmm. and that's the progression. What if what if I, what if I took these two turntables and I'm I, I connected them, right? Yep. What if I took this merry-go-round theory and then I connected them? What if I what if I what if I took this art that I'm working on and I put it somewhere else? That's what if a what if a person could fly? What would I do with great power? Those are all yep. these questions that help us to imagine better. And this is what Robin D.G. Kelly talks about is the critical black imagination, particularly in these spaces, mm. affords the and invites folks to in, imagine a better future. And that's a yes. that's that that's a, a a really I think radical political act to say like. You know, and that's that that's that the, the poem is that says, you know, that which tried to kill me has failed. So, you know, celebrate with me today. That's that's what we that, that that's the, the the mission and the message, as it were. Right. So, like, that's kind of how I got into it, because I always love stories. Um, yeah. But but I now know that, like, I love stories because of what they can do politically, culturally, socially, human. Hu humanitarianly that's not a word yeah we'll yeah. fix that in post um but yeah sorry i'm, but, a, I'm a monologuing again no you're not but it, the, everything you're saying is is so on point man and i'm just listening and trying to highlight you know where necessary and we can keep going but like this this notion like i don't know what we want for youth in schools mm -hmm. more than to help them imagine a more exciting and better future for themselves right. whomever right. you are Right. Like the goal is to get youth hype about a new possibility for their future. Exactly. And 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 you do that. I mean, that's academic. That yep. that's career oriented. That's social emotional. Mm -hmm. That's ev that's the whole trifecta of youth development, which is central to this pod, is that yep. right? Like if it and 
and storytelling does that, right? Yep. And the issue that I always have, particularly when it comes to hip hop, is like, you know, a lot of cats, even in hip hop, um, but particularly outside, will say things like, what you're rapping about's not not real, right? Like, like okay, Biggie wrote Juicy when he was 17, mm -hmm. right? Like, he wasn't doing a lot of the things that he was rapping about in that song at that time. Right. But the fact that he could imagine doing them allowed him to then will those very things into existence for himself. And so there's some level of, like, motivation, right, that we know and, and just um, engagement and empowerment that comes with just being right. able to tell stories and imagine right. new possibilities to yourself. But we, but we can't like treat them as like, Oh, well, you know, you're not living that life. Stop lying on a record or whatever. Like, <laughs> we have to imagine yeah. new futures. Right. And, and especially right now, like I, dude, I need a new future right now. Cause the present is not very nice, Yo. you know, and, and we, we need that. Right. And so, and that's, you know, you're, you're yeah. absolutely right. I, when I, t I talk about, when I talk about speculative the importance of speculation, the, the importance of asking what if. Um, and particularly, I, I work a lot with Afrofuturism um, mm -hmm. with, with, with young folks and, and Afrofuturism being this idea of thinking about people thinking about what their life looks like in the future, drawing from their cultures of origin, um, particularly mm -hmm. the Afro-diasporic traditions. Um, so one of my favorite Afrofuturists is Harriet Tubman, where she's like, yeah. this is what life is yeah what if i'm yeah. just gonna speculate i'm gonna pretend what yeah. if no yeah. another okay no <laughs> just follow me follow me because Please. another one of my favorite speculative texts is uh a text it was a good day you did mm -hmm. not mess around and have a triple double yeah but you're imagining a better future do you know what i'm saying it's like Yes. It was a good yes. so so in in many ways that's a counter that's a counter narrative. That's in many mm -hmm. ways it's like is it life terrible? Like no. I can speak to my current I can speak to my current sit, situation but I can also imagine I have to be able to imagine better. Yes. And and so that's what when I talk about like you have to be able to imagine freedom to work towards it. Mm. And that's what we do as educators is work with mm -hmm. our students to imagine what emancipatory, the emancipatory processes, like what does it mean to get free? If you can't like, one of the things I tell my teacher ed students all the time is like, look, if you can't say it, you don't know it. Like if you yeah. can't articulate it, if it's just stuck in your, in your head or wherever, um, you don't know it. And if somebody, if somebody checks you on it, you, what, what's your response going to be? Right. And so you have to be able to, you have to be able to conceptualize and imagine and create. And that's what hip hop yeah. does. And that's what, that's what, you know, comics do. I'll, 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 I'll talk all day about these things. And if we're not yeah, leveraging those things in some way, if we're not bringing those to bear on, um, how we're educating youth and how we're bringing them into the conversation, then I've, I feel like we're leaving a lot on the table. I'm not saying you have to go like read all of the comics ever or any more than I would say you have to listen to all the hip hop ever, but you have to be conversant in, in what they're yes. in what, what the lived experiences are of, of, 
students and so, be able to interpret comics and, and 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 have conversations well, with the youth about what draws yeah, them man. to specific comics and things like this yeah and 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 to broaden our understandings of literacy if literacy is a human yes. right then we can't limit it to particularly western traditions so do oral traditions count i'm i'm wearing i've got a shirt on right here this is my um my buddy greg and he uh this is the son of anansi uh which is it's just is nana but it's it's you know Anansi backwards, but like, does the oral tradition not count as literacy? Like, are you mm -hmm. just going to just forget it? Like Zeus counts yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know why, <laughs> but like none of those other stories count. Like how, right. How are we conceptualizing what literacy is and have we narrowed, what stories, how, how, how what have we stories narrowed count? it? Yeah. How have we narrowed our understanding of what that is and why? Well, <laughs> we know why. Right. Yeah. So, so I, that's why I kind of see my work as is to hold space for the development of, or, or, or hold space so folks can tell their own stories their own way. Right. So I'm doing, that's when I'm doing mixtape work um, or when I'm doing, you know, graphic novel work or when I'm doing both. <laughs> um, yeah. That's what it's about. It's, it's the mode. It's the mode of it. It's the modality of it um that that matters so i, I don't know i'm just i'm just kind of just saying words <laughs> no no it's the theory man mm -hmm. and let's let's i want to pivot to the sure to the practical yes and like what does it look like so you know i mean like you said you've done a lot of work sure. i know you you know you you teach classes around hip-hop yep. at the higher ed level yep. uh to pre-service educators which is beautiful um, you have some exciting developments there, I know. But then, then you've done, you know, work around mixtape making with youth. I remember you sending mm -hmm. me, uh, you know, a vinyl record that yep. was part of your dissertation. Yep. And then also you do this comic book work. And I feel like because of where we're going right now, although we could go in multiple directions, um, I'd love to hear more about the intersections of comic book work and mixtape making and what that sure. looks like, like on the ground with a group of young people. Sure. Um so I'll go real quick. I'm working with shouts out to uh, John John Jennings at, at University of California Riverside, mm -hmm. um, and uh, David Brain, who um, is is a brilliant Afrofuturist artist. We have been collaborating on um, what we've been calling critical uh, Afrofuturist critical speculative Af Afrofuturist design, and what that mm -hmm. is is it is learning to take the stories that live inside you and how to articulate them in um how, like how to tell them on your terms mm -hmm. um in in a variety of ways so what we did is we created what we're called a, a um uh critical uh, a speculative anchor text and you can see behind me um what we did is we we contacted the folks uh, who um, who created Ly a, a character called Lion Man, and Lion Man is this, uh, um, a character from 1947 um, that was created in Pittsburgh. I'm from Pittsburgh, um, mm -hmm. and so I kind of knew about the Pittsburgh Gazette and the Courier. Um, but um, in 1947, a bunch of a, 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 a group of African-American gentlemen got together and made a comic. And um, part of the comic was Lion Man, um, which 
if you look at the storyline, man, is very similar to Black Panther. Um, and I'll let, I'll, for the sake of time, just check, just check out Lion Man. Um, so what we decided to do is we decided to remix it. And we said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to get this. We're going to make this comic because that's kind of what we do. We're going to make this comic and then we're going to work with kids. Um, and um, we, created, we created Lion Man. Uh, it's been very well received. We created this first full issue of Lion Man. Um, the reason that it went into public domain is in 1947, the paper publisher discovered that the, the printers uh, or that the, the creators were African-American and wouldn't give them paper mm. anymore cut them off cut off the paper so that was it um and we brought we brought it back we remixed it with um the the ways that we've come up in comics in the intervening time um and we work with kids and we say okay imagine what your life what your community what does your community need what does it look what does your community look like in the next 25 years mm -hmm. and then drawing from your who you are which mm -hmm. hip-hop is something you live yeah do you know what i mean yes and that's not something i that's krs one but like when we talk about drawing from who you are it's not just yeah it is like you know chris gutierrez and um and company do a lot of great work on third spaces and mm -hmm. um, repertoires of practice. And it's definitely worth checking out, but it's, it's drawing from who you are. And if hip hop is something you live, it's in, it's inevitably going to inevitably comes out. So yeah. you're remixing. We talk about the art of the remix and remixing what you believe to be true, what mm -hmm. remixing, what can be rethinking possible, Right. And so it's not just like rappers have rappers have stage names. You have a stage name like you have a right, superhero right. identity. That's not it. It's like thinking right. about like engaging and enacting fundamental change in your community through the stories that you tell and the ways that you tell them. And what we did is we yes. created an anthology. And this is the mixtape part is all these stories kind of go together talking about some of the same things. Um, what what is good about your community? What is the benefit? Like, um, and some folks create superheroes, some create like technology, some create different artifacts, but thinking about what do, what does my community, what do I think my community needs or wants or desires? Yeah. And what is my, what is my role in having that discussion? Like thinking about like, mm -hmm. what's my place? What's my if I'm going to be in a, particip a participatory democracy, what does the participatory look like for me? Mm. So that's what we do. Um, mm -hmm. You can check. Uh, you can check out Line Man. It, we we actually were fortunate enough to be included in the Afrofuturist Period Room in the Metropolitan um, Art History Museum. So if you're in New York, you can check that Sick. out. Um, and um, it's been uh, it's been a lot of of good work. We've done a lot of um, we've done a lot of cool stuff. We've been able to curate a mixtape, um, a playlist, I should say, a playlist um, to, to create sort of an audio dream board, as it were. Mm -hmm. So a lot of Sunrod, Janelle Monet, um, <laughs> The Weeknd, and, and all points yeah. in between. Um, so, so, yeah, a lot of Fela as well. Um, it's beautiful so, yeah, work, that's, that's what we do. That, that's, 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 what, that's what 
in a nutshell. We, I love it. I love it. I, it's pulling from everything that hip hop is and, and, and applying it through right. comic book making, which there's fair arguments to say it's not that much different than hip hop anyway, or is hip hop in and of itself. Right. I mean, they're, yeah. inter, they're intertwined. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and, and part of, and part of the, the intersection between hip hop and at least as I see it, and, and comics um one you know when you look at graffiti graffiti and comics have always gone together but if you're just even mm -hmm. thinking about it from um putting your story on the page yeah. um putting your story you've got so for instance you've got three minutes for example on a track five minutes on a track mm -hmm. you've got mm -hmm. you've got 11 by 17 so you've got this space you've got to navigate what are you going to do in this space and how are yeah. you going you've got all the tools, but you're going to draw from experience, prior knowledge, all of those literacy elements that we talk about, but they're right. in meaningful ways for you. It's like, oh, I saw this one thing, or it's like, oh, what if I did this? So you're engaging in all of those cognitively really complex ways that mm -hmm. that you do in a cipher, that you do in um, in creating a piece, you know, uh, a graffiti piece, or or trying to sample. That's that's the big thing we talk about is a comic page is sampling from. It's sampling aesthetically, right? Mm. So you just take what you've seen from here, what you've seen from here, and you make it something new. That's bricolage, first of all. Right. But yeah. that's also what we mean by Same remix. Point. And that's also what you do in a studio, right? That's mm. also the people that you listen to affect the flow you bring to the cipher. It's like, yep. right? Like it's, that's, that's, that's how it is. is. You soak in, that's what that you soak it in. So that's, yeah, I could, like I said, I could go on and on. No, and and this this is a perfect way actually to pivot to to a track, right? To Jay Period, who who does a lot of sampling himself um, <clears throat> through the art of DJing. But 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 again, like you know, as I as I pull this up, I'll just make it clear that like what Dando is talking about, you know, something that we vibed on, and and a lot of other scholars that 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 we. I can confidently say both look to quite highly Bettina Love, Emery Petschauer, among others, talk a lot about hip hop sensibilities or hip hop right. aesthetics, right? And ways of being right. and sampling is one of those, right? Sampling as a tool to navigate, to remix, to tell stories in unique ways to share counter narratives. Um, so when you see a story being told in a dope way by a young person, it's particularly in a way that you've not imagined before and it yep. sounds hot and it looks hot and it's dope and it's powerful and it's social justice anchored. Yep. Yo, that's hip hop. That's yeah. And 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 that and I think like we need to remember that and and that's how we see hip hop as as culture and and as and as a aesthetic and way of knowing and being beyond just like this cool little music that we like. Right. Um though it also is fire music. So, let's pivot to some some music. Um Beautiful. you know, right now and 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 why don't you tell us a little bit what we got what we got queued okay. up and then and then I'll I'm hit just, play. I just I just want I I just wanted to if you don't know about uh, JP and I, I spend a lot of time and you mentioned Emery Patchauer, Dr. Patchauer. What's up? Um, and, <laughs> and I do a lot of, I wouldn't say I'm nowhere near this level, but like, I always am interested in beat production and how, how these things are made. And I love J period and shouts out by oh, the yeah. way to Dan Lish at Dan Lish, um, who did the art. Um, Dan, Dan Lish is a, a, a tremendous artist. Um, it works on, as you can see, um, is an illustrator, um, but brings an Afrofuturist element to um, to his work 
Um, and he's beautiful and wonderful. So check out Dan Lish's work. But this yeah. is, I know it says Lin Manuel, and that's okay. But you, right, of Encanto fame, um, or or whatever other fame. Um, but I just want I just want people to listen. Like you got to listen to the track. You got to listen to to this to this beat. Um, in this production, J period, just, uh, and I know you want to talk about, you want to talk about some stuff too. So Joel Ortiz is on here also. So the song Ridiculous. is called grand G R A N combo, um, by J period. And it features Lynn Manuel Miranda and Joel Ortiz. I am definitely Joel's up first. So we might just get through we the might Joel just get there. here, but, it's... um, but that's all good. Yeah. And, and let's, let's rock it and see, see where we go. Bet. Yo, that thing get a combo joint? Yeah, that's it, man. Yo, my dude, turn it up. Where my... I'm from an island in the Caribbean 3.4 million Thaino Indian children Playing the sun, have fun and run silly And no shoes, chasing the Goki frog amphibian I wish that was real, but it's obviously different 70 billion dollar debt, the economy sits in Much of my family back home is poverty stricken And they think life here is hitting a lottery ticket They don't know about police brutality whippings They don't know my skin tone had me thrown in prison They don't know gentrification as our neighborhood shifting And immigrants build buildings they can't afford to live in Let's not talk about the Donald stuff It's like a long Disney movie watching all the questions Donald does But what trumps everything is hustle and vision So my updated kitchen's a product of not having a pot to piss in my new Chorus synonymous to my driving ambition Well those ashes remind me I earned it and nothing was given I give in for nothing, it's like I don't get enough of winning Trying to be triumphant, bring the trumpets in it <laughs> I'm gonna pause it right there, we could go on forever That verse was crazy Right before we break it down Silly. I just need to put it out there because uh, I don't say this publicly enough, Joel Ortiz is one of the greatest MCs. Now, he's not in my top five, but that's because the top five's got to be stacked. But Joel Ortiz deserves his due. Um, crazy wordplay. Yep. Super New York. Um, you know, I mean, this dude just rhymed frog amphibian with obviously different. I mean, like, like, and then poverty stricken and brutality whippets and lottery ticket. And like, dude just deserves his. And then he double credit. times it. And then he double yeah. times it he's a, at the he's end. He's a beast, man. And he was part of Slaughterhouse for folks yep. that don't know. Yep. And so, like, people look at Royce and people look at Crooked and people mm -hmm. look at. Well, that's, I mean, oh, it, it, uh, Joe Budden sometimes as well for different reasons and, and not him. And, and he deserves the credit. And, and anyways, well, that's one of the I'm things we're like, which, which track should we do? And I didn't want to do so. I wanted to do something that just like was off the beaten path a little bit. Um, and, and highlighted me, you know, one of the things I love is trying is yeah. getting people shine that, that should have it. You know what I mean? Yes. You're absolutely right. That this or T like, Cause I hadn't heard, I bought it cause it was, it was J period. And, and I, I, I bought the, I bought the vinyl and I just put it on. Um, I didn't even look at the tracks cause I just wanted to let it hit me. And then I was like, that's Joel Ortiz. My goodness. He came, he just, yeah. I mean, he just kicked the doors off it. Um, and I love, I love that it is deeply New York, yeah. <laughs> which is, but also deeply, rooted in particular that's culturally specific you know what i mean both in new york yeah. but then also um latinx uh and and and, and the background of that like that sounds like the like that sounds like that i mean sounds look, like, like it opens up you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and and it has that like that imaginative aspect that we were just talking a lot mm -hmm. about right like 
Like, so he's sitting in New York writing this, writing this verse, or at least he's mentally thinking about New York as he's writing this verse. And he's saying, and he opens up, right? Yep. I'm from an island in the Caribbean, 3.5 million Taino Indian. Yep. Children play in the sun, have fun, and run silly, and, and no shoes chasing a cokey frog amphibian. <laughs> and then he says, how I wish that was yep. real, but it's obviously different. $70 billion debt the economy sits in. So he shifts to like, that's what I wish I had, but here's like the current and, context that I'm sitting and, in. And that's that's critical right there because when we think about imagination, we think about dreams. Um, like that's really, really important is you got to know where you're going, but you don't have to be, uh, you know, you, you got to know where you want to get and you got to have hopes and dreams, but you also have to be almost like an optimist with no delusions. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, I wish that was real. I want that to be real. That's the goals I have in mind. That's, that's the, that's how I want to, that's the dreams I have for, for kid for, for the kids, <laughs> for the children. Yeah. Here's the, here's the credit. Here's the cultural terrain we're in. So if we're going to yeah. deal with that, we got to first, we got to talk about some of these other things. We got to talk about how what is imagined is not necessarily what's real. Cause he talks about, yes. they don't know. Right. They see it as the lot that they, they think, and they think life here is hitting the lottery ticket. Yeah. It's, it's an Which imagined is like so space. much part of the story, right? Yes. Like so much part of like the immigrant story to America is the American exactly. dream. And like, if I come here, everything's going right. to be great and it's wonderful. Um, so he says that, right? Like right. they think life here is hitting the lottery ticket, but they don't know and about police brutality with it. And the, then goes on to say immigrants so build buildings that they can't afford to live in. Right. So it's like he, yep. anyways, go on. No, but yeah. that's no, you're exactly, you're exactly right. And, and part of it is, when we talk about the radical imaginary, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> imaginary, you you have a you have a almost colonized understanding of what, for instance, the United States is like. Oh, it's a lot of lottery ticket. Oh, you're gonna yeah. it's the land of hopes and dreams. That's a yeah. that that's politically constructed by the by dominant ideology, right? So he, yeah, 100%. so what he's talking about here. Oh, okay. So what he's talking about here is what does it take to disrupt this colonized imaginary? And that's what we have to do first. That's what people have to do first who are trying to do this work because it's not just about work. It's not just about building buildings because there are people building buildings they can't fit in. We're not even gonna talk about the, poli we're not even gonna talk about the political, the Donald stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and he says Donald yeah. ducks. And I just, Donald stuff, I, he I, I think I feel still, yeah. like I still fell out. That's a that's yeah. a punch. That's a good punchline. But like, yes, we have to disrupt the status quo, and the status quo involves those imagined stories we tell ourselves of what prosperity is, of of what yeah. success is, and what success means. Like they don't know about this. They've been given a false narrative, a false yep. consciousness, and the first thing we got to do is interrupt that. So we can imagine better and imagine different. Trying to right, yeah, like yep. that. And that's, that's how it. it closes out. Yeah, right. And that's how it closes out. I mean, the arc of the verse is so beautiful because yeah. it starts with sort of thinking about where he's from and how much like love he has for where he's from and how people leave that in pursuit of something here, here being America. And then, but they don't know the reality of what and, it is and that it's this crappy place. And then it can, 
it, it, it sort of closes out with this nod to like, but I, you know, I, I earned this. Nothing was given. My new car is synonymous with drive and ambition. Yep. Um, you know, I give in for nothing. It's like I don't get enough of winning. Trying to be triumphant, bring the trumpets in, right? And like he's like, I'm gonna push forward. And exactly. I'm gonna keep it. I want it to be this way. It is this way, but I'm not. I'm not stopping. Like I'm yes. not. I'm not. I'm not done. That is it, right? That's yep. that's W. E. B. Du Bois. That's Carter G. Yeah. Woodson, right? That's yeah. Anna Julia Cooper. That's Ida B. Wells. That's and right. like right. That's that's it. Harriet Tubman. I want yes. it to be this way. It's this way. I'm not giving in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the connection yeah. there that we're talking about. So, yeah. I mean, this verse is this whole this whole song is hot, but like this verse is is doing a lot of work that we can excavate, right? If we take the yeah. time to connect it to what it can do, not what it is, like what it's saying. And we even get to the technicality. Synonymous is just a good word Come that bounces, on. right? Yes. Woo! It's so good, just lyrically. But just the content of it speaks to the critical, the critical imagination. And it's not naivete. And it's not, I get, I get, I get a lot of like, Mike, you're so positive. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta balance the sweet with the salty, but I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not a flake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't take it for granted, and right, and we, and we can't, um, we can't have like rosy colored glasses. There's, there, yeah. you know, I can critique hip hop and I can critique comics all day long. Um, and that there's a space for that. But right now what we're looking at is this is a fun verse. It gets people moving. It's fun. It's funny, but it's serious. You can do all of those. You do all yeah. of that work in hip hop. You do all of that work um, in, in really vibrant and beautiful ways. I love this verse. I love, like I said, I love Joel Ortiz as well. So I was really glad that yeah. we could do this. Uh, 100%. And, you know, as I think about, um, kind of where our conversation began like it began with you saying something to the tune of like you know being excited about your work because you get to do everything that you love like all at once Yo. right and i and yep. i identify that with with that heavy yep. right when it's finding connections between school counseling and hip-hop and trying to figure out how to like do all these things but also still write and also do this and 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 joel ortiz is doing that too right like and that there's something about that that's like everything can be in this big mess of a, of a bowl together. Um, right. and, and we can create brilliance from it. And, and that, and, and in fact, that's all necessary, right? Like, so you can't write like a, like this track is, is equal parts, like imagine imaginative, uh, resilient, mm -hmm. um, leaning towards like sort of like beautiful memories as it is like acknowledging trauma mm -hmm. and, and like the effed up nature of the systems that black and brown communities are forced to exactly. endure. And but it's all of that at once. And because of that, it hits. It slaps. Boom. And like and that and you need that. And I think that that's like we need that right now. Right. Which is why yep. we can't be ignoring um, issues of race and, and racism and inequity and oppression and everything. Um, and everything in, in, in school spaces because it's not real if we don't talk about it all. And so I, um, 
I want to just close out here. We got a couple minutes sure. left with some practical things. Like if I'm, so if I'm an educator, you know, listening to this podcast, yep. and I know that there's a bunch of you that are doing that. Um, we want you to have some practical tools, right, that you right. can take away from this. And and um, I'll just say one for me before uh, I I, uh, I I ask you to you know kind of jump in here is that youth can create many different things um, and still embody hip hop, right? So whether it's a mixtape whether you do some work with youth to create a podcast, whether you do a comic book, whether you do some clothing design, you know, whatever it is that you want to do with youth that they are drawn to, they can do it and leverage hip hop skills. They can share counter narratives. They can imagine different futures. They can acknowledge inequities that persist in the worlds that they live in um, and, uh, and develop solutions for those. And so, my mind is spinning of like all the different cool ways that you can kind of get youth just like jazzed about doing some research and some projects, um, you know, using some hip hop sensibilities through the production of something cool that, that we haven't seen before. Um, and so anyways, that's my first thought, but, but, but Mike, why don't you, you take us. Yeah. Out. Okay. So I'm, a, I'm just going to show you something. I don't know if this is going to be video, but I just want to show you, um, it won't be video, so oh, okay. narrate it for okay, us as so you show it to me. I have this book here called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Art of the Movie. And if you look on the inside flap, this is page one. There's a picture of Miles Morales in an Adidas jacket, right? Mm -hmm. And headphones. In the mm -hmm. show, Miles Morales is a graffiti artist. He does slap. He, he just slaps all the time. Well, actually, he, get, he gets and does some writing in the, in the subway, but that's neither here nor there. But he's a, he's, he's a graffiti artist. First and foremost, before he's even Spider-Man, he's, he's a graffiti artist. He's listening to hip hop before he does anything. Um, we, with a, as you're teaching, look at how your texts are doing more than one, doing multi, multiple things at once. What is there at the mm. beginning? You can be, you can engage in critical, critical media literacies, right? So when you're mm -hmm. looking at a picture, who's being represented? How are they being represented? Who's representing them? What messages are being presented? Um, and that you can do that with every piece of literature and i'm like i said language arts so you do that every yeah. text ever yeah you can do that with every text ever the, the gilgamesh i'm trying to think of old like <laughs> right like who gets to tell stories in 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 a culture uh does hieroglyphics count as storytelling right does sanskrit mm -hmm. do cave paintings that's that's graffiti graffiti is italian for little writing mm. right ancient rome had graffiti in it Okay, so what do, when, when we think about what do we mean when we say literacy, we can we can bring those to bear on everything from that J period text to 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 Shakespeare. What does it mean that Denzel is in the new uh, the I won't say it the the new Mac, Mac movie, the new Shakespeare movie, who he just got nominated for an Oscar for? What does that mean? What does that mean? Like culturally, those are critical mm -hmm. media literacy skills. Right? right, that we can engage in, and you can do that in math class. You can do that in a science class. You can do that in an English class. You do that in a social studies class. You can do it across the curriculum. Is asking specific questions about what messages are being sent, for whom, how, and why. Scientific literacy is hugely important. If we've learned anything, when we got people out here eating eating pet medicine, horse medicines, mm -hmm. like bro, what are you? <clears throat> what? Yeah. That's media yeah. literacy. That's scientific literacy. And that is yep. kind of our responsibility in terms of then how do we, what is, what, 
and, and how do we work with our kids? Like, how do we invite them to write their, their, their response, their counter narratives to that? Cause mm-hmm. I, I always tell my, 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 tell my teachers, like your days of shrugging are over. You don't get yeah. to go, I don't know, yep. <laughs> figure it out. Like our yep. job is to engage um, and, and, our, and to work with our kids to engage. So that's, that's kind of where, where I'm at. And yeah, in terms of it makes total sense. what can we do? And, and my, my one, my one addition would be, you know, all of, all of those processes, while they certainly uh, can support the development of, of like academic content knowledge and, and the, and the practical application oh, of a lot of dope knowledge. It's also counseling, right? Like I, so there's, it's emotional in, yes. in nature, right? Yes. And like, I can't, I can't talk about a counter narrative without acknowledging the ways in which dominant narratives exactly produce feelings of loneliness, isolation, anxiety, erasure, like there's, it's inherently emotional. So if you're a teacher and you want to do some cool stuff and you got a school counselor colleague in the building that wants connect. to jump on with you, yo, connect, co-facilitate some stuff. Yes. Pass the ball when you need to yes. or, or collaborate and, and run and run things together in your classroom, whatever it is. But but understand that like school counselors, we love this stuff and we love to hop in to content specific spaces too and help like really yeah. highlight that emotion. That's usually important. Um, and play a role in that environment. Yeah. Bro, that's usually important. That's the last thing that I'll say is um, your ped- your pedagogy needs to be interdisciplinary as much as your text needs to be multimodal. Like yeah. that's a huge point. Connect with the folks who are who who are about the work and figure out different ways. What if we combined counseling and language arts? What if we combined social studies and math? What if we can right? That's the what if. That's the speculative. And and I think they're already combined. It's just we yeah. don't acknowledge. How do we it, right? how do we investigate and 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 acknowledge and, that? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Man. And so that's the work, man. I, I want to, not to cut it, but I, I'm trying to keep episode. This is season two of the Lunchroom Cypher <laughs> podcast. We're trying to keep episodes yes, sir. below an hour for, for, for those listeners. Um, and so, Dando, thank you so much oh for coming gosh. on, man. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks for, um, thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Yo, check out Dando. Um, I'm going to put all of his links in the bio of this episode. Yeah. He's got a podcast on comic books of his own uh, comic school, right? Yes. Is that, yeah. Is that okay. Yeah. So check it. You can, yeah, you check, can check out, out the comics school podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can follow, you can follow me on this, on the socials. I'm pretty easy to, pretty easy to find at MB Dando. Um, and at Dando Calrissian on Insta on uh no no that's not right uh, at uh, the Dandalorian uh, on Instagram uh, <laughs> so you can check me out there um, bro thanks for having me on I really do appreciate it no doubt no doubt thank you for the wisdom and we'll we'll talk soon I'm sure.